You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. everyone welcome my name is andy and you are listening to the podcast covers all things disney pixar marvel and of course star wars that's right this is the dcast the official podcast of the disinsider.com this week we have your box office rundown also we have trailer and poster reveals from mary poppins returns from marvel's captain marvel also ralph breaks the internet along with word about loki and scarlet witch getting their own series what in the world's going on there also the eternals coming we're going to film on that and a first look at a lady and the trap that and much more with your co-host Skylar Schuler and myself Andy Herndon on this episode of the Decast. Hey there, welcome. This is Andy again. Yes, I can do the intro. You guys probably heard the uh, outtakes I put of Skylar on last week's episode doing the intro. I don't know if you caught that, Skylar. But, uh, oh, I didn't listen to the episode. Did you put the outtakes at the I end? I put the outtakes of you messing up at the end. It was so hilarious. I'm like, at the very end, after the music, I gave like a five-second pause and then just had the whole outtakes there. I couldn't help it. I, I'm like, yeah, I bet he won't listen to it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I usually you. listen to, I usually <laughs> re-listen to our episodes just so we can, just to see how they turned out. Oh, yes. And then, oh, thank you. God, I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> dang it. Thank you for your patience last week. I had uh, a sick kid, sick wife, and my wife was going out of town. And uh, Scott was able to record. And Skype has his recorder now, and the quality isn't great on it. But him and Sarah did a great job. So thanks for jumping in, Sarah, there. And Scott are taking the reins on the recording and the, uh, the attempt at my intro. That's okay. I am just not good at intros. Oh, this is all you. You you've done it for five years. Yeah, so. I have an intro down. Like, I, just like now, even adjusting it has been so hard for me because I don't say the episode number anymore because we're like doing seasons now and we're the disinsire.com. I, I like practice it in my car and I'm surprised I haven't messed it up. So, what's going on with you, Skyler, in this crazy uh, Disney world of yours? It's been busy, man. Mm-hmm. It's just. Just when you think you could take a break, news comes left and right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with production going on on so many movies and, you know, the holiday season coming out, which is usually the time for when Disney releases a bunch of news and little teases. It's just been super busy, but, you know, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we've had some really good content out this week. Lots of nice editorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for animation that Josh Sharp wrote, one for kind of defending the frozen shorts by uh sean nasuti a couple of our writers and uh Which I, I completely disagreed with that one the, the frozen shorts are terrible i sorry i i it was it was a good article it was I, a good article I, it was a good argument no no yeah but I, he's wrong i disagree too i <laughs> <laughs> i i disagree but you know it, he makes a good argument like yes, if i had does. to play devil's advocate i think he wrote it the correct way yes um but yeah, so it's some good content there. I'm excited to see where this goes. We got a lot of things in the works. Uh, yeah, super stoked. Cool, 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 cool. Well, what's not been exciting is the box office as of late. I don't know what it is. I just I'm I haven't really been to movies that much lately. I've seen a lot of independent documentaries and stuff. And uh, I'm looking at the, the the box office right now. It's just it's it's really underwhelming. But I know we're getting ready to get into a 
an amazing season here. There's so much Oscar bait out there, and I'm really excited. It's really good this year, way better than last year. Um, but let's start with number five, Crazy Rich Asians. I saw it. It was good. I thought it was actually pretty. It was great, actually. Um, I'm just amazing. It's holding on as long as it has. It's in its sixth week now. It's at $6.5 million, and that's the number five movie. And uh, it's lost quite a few theaters. But this this film... But it only costs thirty. With with international travel and everything, that's so amazing about this film. I mean, they filmed in like three countries. It only had a production budget of thirty million dollars, and they've already made one hundred and sixty in the United States alone. That's it's it, it's crazy that two hundred sixty six million dollars worldwide. Yeah, on a thirty million dollar budget. Yep. Yep. A sequel is coming. Oh yeah, this, this is like a book. It's like three books, right? Yeah. So I guess the sequel's coming. Mm-hmm. And you got to think that these stars, these these, you know, stars of this film, they're going to start seeing some work. Even, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, a lot of these actors were already are, are already kind of growing names, but we're going to see them in so much more. And this movie just kind of not only critically, but, you know, uh, audience wise, it's mm-hmm. is this going to be huge for these actors? You're, we're going to start seeing these guys everywhere now. So good for them. Warner Brothers should be happy. Yes, yes. And at number four, The Predator, $8.7 million. You know Fox has to be disappointed with the performance of this film. Uh, yeah. As they should be. This movie's poopy. I, I, I just let Predator go. Predator and Alien, both of those franchises, I'm just, I feel like they were good in their time, but they're not one of those timeless franchises. They're not a Star Wars. They're not a Bond. They're not one of those things that you want to, they're a Jurassic Park. Not something you want to keep coming back to. I feel like it's time for those two franchises to just die that just means see i i i agree with alien like kill that off Pre- I, I just feel like there's something you can do with predator and they just didn't get it right with this movie it was just way too silly mm. it's super silly there's a scene it's not spoiling it and at this case if you're listening to this show you're probably not going to watch it anyways nope. um this there's a there's a little like nod to the original predator and they say get to the choppa and it is so horribly <laughs> corny it's everyone everyone in my theater is like laughing because it was so bad and for those of you who don't know in the original predator you have arnold schwarzenegger in his uh, austrian accent saying get to the choppa get to the choppa and so yeah it's it's yeah. bad. Don't see Predator. <laughs> Number three at Zen Point Zoo, five million dollars is the Nun, which it's. Actually, I mean, it's for a horror film. It's making bank. It's in its third week. Twenty-two million dollar production budget in the United States has made a hundred million dollars thus far. Um, for that, that the twenty-two million dollars for a horror film is a high budget horror film. Anything more than ten million is pretty high budget in the horror film world. So. You know Warner Brothers has to be happy, and uh, we're going to get more of these films, as we have yeah. been. Yeah, Warner Brothers is just rocking the box office right now, and they don't even need their DC characters. That's funny. Yeah, so um, let's, 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 let's talk about that for a minute. What the, the, the DC, what's going to happen there with Warner Brothers and, uh, and the DCEU? Like, they're kind of, like, falling apart. Like I don't know. We have to wait till Aquaman looks awesome. I, I can't wait for Aquaman. No, Aquaman and does look awesome. I mean, also I'm really it, looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. I think it looks oh, great Shazam too. Oh, Shazam looks good too. But what are they going to do without without a Superman, without a Batman? Oh, that's right, because we haven't talked about the whole Superman thing because we really don't talk about DC that no, much here. But um, I don't know, man. I liked Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he was a good Superman. Yeah, he was. 
He looked, he looked the part. He did a great job. I didn't like the, necessarily like the writing of the Superman, the first Superman film, but it wasn't his fault. I thought he was a great Superman. I, don't know. Uh, I, I think they'll still continue it somehow. I don't. I. It's hard. We're gonna have to wait until at least. And I, I was saying for the longest time we should wait till Aquaman comes out. At this point, I feel like we gotta wait till the Flash comes out. Mm-hmm. And I've said this from from the start. If if. If the DC wants to be like Marvel, they need to put aside their main characters, which is Batman and Superman, and really get us to know the Aquamans, even more Wonder Woman, um, Poison Ivy. Get those those characters that we really we know about, but we're not too familiar with, which is exactly what Marvel did. Now, that said, no one can handle, no one can put a candle to what Marvel has done because Kevin Feige is a freaking genius and how he's intertwined all this together. It's just... This is a once in a generation, a lifetime thing that he's done. And we're not going to see another film franchise so intricately intertwined geniusly like it's been with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And people just need to stop copying it and just do their own thing. So anyways, that's my WB brand. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, it's OK. I uh, I will say this. I do have hope for for DC and I think Warner Brothers will get it right eventually. It's going to take some time and I think they're going in the right direction. But right now, their biggest franchise at the moment is the Conjuring franchise. The Nun has done really well. The yep. two, despite what you think of the first Annabelle, the two Annabelle movies have done really well. The Conjuring films have done well, and they still have the Crooked Man that's coming out, uh, I believe, next year. And they're going to work on the Conjuring three. So this is a very, a very huge franchise for uh, for Warner Brothers at the moment, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next and how they continue to build on this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like their big franchise right now, so good for Warner Brothers. Yeah, if they can, if they can continue to that, The Conjuring, and then we keep seeing some good uh, Harry Potter numbers coming. Uh, not Harry Potter. I'm sorry, Wizarding World numbers because it's not Harry Potter. I think uh, things will be fine for WB. I just. The DCU. It, it is what it is. Uh, Lionsgate put out a film called A Simple Favor. Uh, $10.4 million. I actually want to see this because it uh, has two of my favorite actresses in it, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Uh, I, I would like to see it. Absolutely. Looks uh, looks good. I, I, I Yeah. I, I So I haven't seen it. It looks I, – I think it looks – I'm not going to say good because I don't – to me, for me, the trailers haven't like grabbed me. Mm-hmm. But the director is Paul Feig. Yep. And I like Paul Feig. I like the movies he's done. I liked Bridesmaids. I like The Heat. I liked Spy. I even liked Ghostbusters. Um, I didn't care so much for uh, – oh, he did a, He did one I, I didn't care for. Now that I can't even think of it, now it's just kind of wiped off my, my mind. So I, I like him as a director. I think he's a solid director. I think Anna Kendrick is, is a fantastic – fantastic actress i think blake live is still getting up there i don't even think she's peaked yet she has um, no she hasn't uh yeah, i'd be interested I, I if you see it i'd be willing to hear your thoughts on it but um I you know pro- it's got I a good cast will. i probably will good, good cast good director yep absolutely and then number one this week at the box office in north america is the house with a clock in its walls uh, $26.85 million, uh, which uh, gives it the number one spot. It had a $42 million budget. This movie, especially we're, we're in, we're getting into October here. This is a great um, kind of older kid, you know, you maybe your fourth, fifth graders, you know, and above Halloween type movie. Um, yeah, this, this movie is going to have some legs because of the season that it came out. Very, very smart. Has a, uh, 
what, what's the one movie that also has uh what's his name in it it has oh, uh, jack black in it goosebumps yeah it has a very much a goosebumps type of feel also you have kate blanchett you can't go wrong with kate blanchett so eli roth directed uh i'm going to be seeing it probably this week i was going to see it this weekend but couldn't get around to it um, I'm sorry. It's actually it has gone out uh, in the foreign market, and it doesn't tell me where. But it's made three million dollars in the foreign market as well. So, but yeah, this this movie is going to have some legs. Yeah, I think I think you kind of nailed it. It's got a kind of also got a Harry Potter feel to it. Mm-hmm, um, the whole wizarding warlock, which this thing. yeah, this movie's really going to need to make its money in the next three weeks because Goosebumps two comes out in a, in just I believe three or four weeks. Is Jack Black um, in Goosebumps two? He's he's not R.L. Stein like he was in the first one. He's going to voice that puppet, though. Ah, yes. OK. Um, but anyways, it, it, I haven't seen it. I've actually heard it's 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 good. Like I, not great, but I've heard it's an enjoyable family film. So if you're looking for your fantasy family fantasy kid horror film, I guess this is the one to go to. Yep. I assume this movie can catch up and get some legs there's not a lot of uh, films to take your families to right now and so i mean christopher robin's still out in theaters right now and it's that and this and that's it for bringing kids to right now and yes it's not the kind of one you want to bring a five-year-old to maybe so yeah it's good to have some legs though i think what this studio did right was it didn't put eli roth's name in the marketing yes like that, I think that would have hurt this movie. Not because Eli Roth is a bad director, even though Death Wish was not so good this year. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because, you know, he's known for directing these like really hard R, raunchy yeah. horror gore fest films. So probably smart they did that. But if this ends up being the hit that I think it could be, uh, Jack Black is on on kind of like a mini rise he was kind of gone and then you know you had jumanji you had the goosebumps movie now you have uh-huh. a house with the clock and its walls it's kind of like a little jack black resurgence and uh that's good for him because i've always liked jack black as jack a, black or as renaissance yes yeah exactly so uh you know good for the studio good for jack black and i i hope this is a, a turning point for eli roth i'd like to see eli roth do uh a little more different you know, kinds of films. And I think this is going to prove that he can do that. And who knows? I, I, I might go out and see this one this week. My real question is, when are we going to get a school of rock two from Jack black? That's what I want to know. That's what, that's need, what I need in my life is you need, you need a school of rock. Two? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah. You're not alone. I've I've seen that all over. I I just feel like okay. So they have the musical, the Broadway musical. I know nothing about it. Then they did the Nickelodeon show, which I don't know if it's still going or if it got canceled. I just I just don't know. If School of Rock is something. I don't know. Uh, I, I, if Jack Black signed on, of course I'd see it. Yes, yes. but you know, I don't know. That's. That's a that's an interesting that's an interesting question. We, we got some big movies coming out here in the next few weeks. Next week, not really a whole lot in wide release. Um, got a small foot animated movie from Warner Brothers. Don't know much about that. Little Women comes out in six hundred theaters next week, which will be it's kind of strong. That's uh, Oscar bait. But also two big things here. Um, October fifth, we have a star Star is Born, and then Venom coming out the same week. That is going to be huge. Um, I, I, I'm curious. I don't know who's going to win that weekend. Um, 
my money height. my money would have been on Venom, but Star is Born is getting so much hype. It got a, I got a standing ovation at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I'm like, that could come out on top because you have two different audiences here competing for the competing for those dollars. Um, and then in completely the, different audiences. I just think. I think the the R rating on a Star is Born, it, I'm not saying it would hurt a Star is Born. I'm just saying that if you have a bunch of teenagers going to the movies, are they going to see us? Are they going to sneak into a Star is Born? Or are they excited for a comic? They're going to go, they're like gonna go see Venom. Starring yeah. Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't, if someone said, hey, you want to do a $20 bet, who do you think will win the box office, Venom or a Star is Born? That's a tough bet yeah, to take. Yeah. That's tough. I, I I would probably say Venom, but I wouldn't be confident in that bet. Because the next week you have uh, First Man, uh, oh, which, is, which is going to be awesome, Goosebumps 2, and then the following week you have a Halloween. Oh, can't <laughs> wait. And I'm trying to think, nothing really after that. There's a few things from Pure Flix. We all love them. Bohemian Rhapsody, November 2nd. Same day as Nutcracker, Nutcracker in the Four Realms. So, a lot coming out. Oh, it's going to be crazy at the box office. But speaking of upcoming films, we had some trailers and some posters drop this week. Let's talk about the one that made all of us cry first. That's uh, Mary Poppins Returns. I literally cried. Was not expecting to cry in this trailer. They just so captured the spirit of the first film that I was, I was completely... I don't know, taken off guard how awesome this trailer is. What were your thoughts on the Mary Poppins Returns trailers, and what does this mean for the film come December? Um, okay, so this, what does it mean for the film? I, I think it's got a lot of people who weren't on board with this film on board with this film. I think what the big thing was for a lot of people was the 2D animation. They're going back to that, you know, realm from the original movie. You got to see the original Penguins uh, from the, you know, uh, from the original movie um the poster which looks fantastic by the way very 60s oh yes uh classic disney oil painting poster which looked great i really thought that getting a little more lines and some singing from uh emily blunt as mary really solidified her position as the new mary poppins she sounded great she looked great um very excited for what this movie has to offer it's got a stacked cast. It was great to see Dick Van Dyke in there oh, like, uh, towards yes, the end of the trailer. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a good trailer. I think I liked the poster more than the trailer, but it's not because I didn't like the trailer. It's just because I love classic posters, and this felt like a classic. I think in like fifty years, sixty years, when we look at this Mary Poppins Returns poster, we're gonna. It's gonna be one of those vintage posters. People are gonna want to hang on their walls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's, I can't wait for this movie. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, it's going to, I think if you're any film releasing in December, that goes for Bumblebee, which I've heard good things about. Um, um, Aquaman, Alita Battle Angel, um, and what's the other December release? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think my biggest concern for if, if I'm the studios is staying out of Mary Poppins' way. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Then we have um, Captain Marvel trailer dropping. I got to admit, as much good stuff as was in this trailer, as many Easter eggs as was in this trailer, I wasn't wowed by it. 
which it is a first trailer. So I just, I, I was expect I don't know, with everything going on with the, with the DCU, not DCU, I'm sorry, with the MCU and Infinity War, I mean, I knew Coulson was going to be in already. I knew you were going to get Samuel Jackson already. I knew it was going to be set in the 90s. I think the, the one big thing that kind of took me off guard was the blockbuster video that was in the opening scene, which was cool. And uh, if you don't, I, I live three hours from the only blockbuster on the face of the earth right now. So it's like, okay, cool, blockbuster. But I just wasn't, I feel like I already knew everything that was in it. didn't tell me anything I didn't already know about this film. I don't know. What do you think about it? Um, I... <laughs> Here's the thing, Captain Mar or Captain Marvel. Marvel Studios usually releases these very first teaser trailers that don't kind of grab you, but they give you just a taste of what you're expecting. Yep. And they usually give you these boring posters, which by the way, this Captain Marvel poster looks boring. Yes, it doesn't it does. doesn't kind of entice me. Like Brie Larson looks great. Let's not Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves. And let's not kid ourselves. This movie's going to make bank at the box office. Oh gosh, yeah. This, this movie is going to end up being oh, this movie is going to end up being great. Like we, we we shouldn't doubt ourselves. But the trailer was a little boring. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, these first teaser trailers usually are, and the first posters are boring. Which only kind of means this movie is probably going to be really good. I have to agree. Honestly, that's uh, kind of Marvel. They are marketing geniuses, and just the be, the best marketing they did for this film was the end credit scene to Infinity War. That's ultimately I I am even if I was a passive Marvel fan, which I'm not. I, I mean, I see I, I see the first showing on the first night possible. If I can get an early screening, I get an early screening on any Marvel film. But even if I was a passive Marvel fan and I saw Infinity War. I would want to see Captain Marvel opening weekend just to find out how and if this ties into Infinity War and how all that moves forward. So for me, that that this trailer, it gets me excited. I'm glad it's out. Um, it's going to it kind of gives more people mass appeal. It gives a mass appeal to more people about this film. So and it's great. It's I, I, yeah, I, it's. I wish I just. I, I want more, but I understand this is Mar. This is par for the course for Marvel. It's what they do. They're going to underwhelm us, um, and then by the time it, the time it, the movie comes out in March, we're going to be all hyped up for it. So yeah, totally agree. I think the de-aging technology on Samuel Jackson looks great. Yes, they, they are getting so much better at that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see a full movie of them doing that. But yeah, I got to agree. I, this this trailer is just to me is just eh. And then there's Ralph Breaks the Internet. This trailer, we saw a lot more of Gal Gadot's character. Um, so kind of the same thing. I think the for me, well, anyone who went to D23, the last trailer didn't really wow him because all the princess stuff, we already, you already knew about it. That was kind of the cool stuff for me because I, I didn't get the chance to go to D23 last year, so I didn't get to see that. But in this trailer, it kind of gives you it gives you a better idea of what the story arc is going to look like, what it's going to be. So I, I'm excited for it. That movie comes out in December. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be there opening night. Um, but this is the last trailer, I believe, the last actual last actual full length trailer before the film is released in December, right? Correct. Yeah, November. So, November. So we're going to get some. Uh, we'll get some TV spots, of course, and some more internet spots. But this is it, and I, I I'm still. I have an idea of what the, the story arc is going to look like, but I, I, I have a feeling we're going to find out a little bit more about Penelope um, than we think we know. Like, we're, I think we're going to go into this and find out a lot about her history and her past that we didn't know before. 
Um, so that's my take on it. Good trailer overall. Um, it, it's hard on a lot of these trailers because these trailers try to have mass appeal. And they always give us one trailer or one part of a trailer that really is for the ultra stupid crazy fan like us. Um, which isn't the – which honestly – isn't the vast majority of people. So I, right. I, I try to look at it through those eyes. Like I try to look at it like the, through the eyes. I look, look at it like a, a DCEU film. We've been talking about that. Like I'm not, I, I, I see him. I may not see him opening night. I kind of like, eh, uh, I try to look at it through a, a passive lens and it was a good trailer overall. What do you think? I, uh, I think this is of the trailers they've released for this movie. I think this is the weakest trailer to me. I'd agree. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as good as that first trailer where it introduced the princesses because that's just funny. That was hilarious. And, and Star Wars um, and everything else. And yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it's the weakest trailer. I thought it was an OK trailer. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, I think the poster's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The little Wi-Fi symbol with all the characters, all the new characters and the Disney princesses and Grumpy and Eeyore kind of in the background. Uh, um, and like. You just said Disney is marketing geniuses like Marvel Studios. The company is, you know, marketing gurus and I them marketing around not only Ralph and Vanellope, but the Disney princesses the way they are is so smart. It is just so smart. And plus the way Um, they did it, you're going to get that. The way they did it with D23, they got, you know, they put a few few thousand people in a room, show that to everybody. So there's all this talk, but nobody can do any more than talk about it. No one. I was surprised that no footage of that got out. Like, oh, I'll, usually D twenty three keeps everything. Oh, they do. Usually down. there's something. Somebody gets a still out and it's out for like a day or two, and then Disney puts a lockdown on it. You know, but nothing got out. I mean, if you've been to D twenty three and anything like that, they have these big guys. You know walking around aisles, you know, with cameras and they look really scary. So you don't even want to try it. Um, I was surprised they even let you get the animation panel. They let you guys live tweet during it, which I was shocked. They let you do that. Um, but yeah, the, the, this, that in itself. So we'd all heard about it and we're all hyped up. And when it comes, we're like, yeah. And then, so this one is like, eh, well, okay. It's yeah. a, it's still a good trailer. I'm it excited is. for it. it pe- people are going to go see it. Yeah, it's like you gave me. I had filet mignon, and then you gave me, you know, a, a, a decent quarter pounder with cheese. It's still quarter pounder with cheese is still good, but it's not filet mignon, and that's kind of how I felt. I mean, that last trailer was just so good. So, moving on, more Marvel news. Marvel news is, is crazy. Um, the streaming service from Disney. People are getting psyched about this. I'm actually, I've been working on an article for a while about an editorial about the streaming services and do we need it? How it's going to work? And we have news this week about a Loki and Scarlet Witch series, two separate series, if if I'm correct, coming to the streaming service. Tell us what you know about this, Skylar. What's the deal? What are the insiders saying? Okay, so they are are getting ready to do these one-off series, which are about six to eight episodes. Um, Loki and Scarlet Witch are the first two uh, apparently that they're going for. However, they're, Kevin Feige said he is uh, looking at other smaller characters, so um, ones that don't have their own movie. So maybe Valkyrie will get a series. Maybe Hawkeye will get a series. Uh, who knows? Maybe Korg gets a series. But these are going to be six to eight episodes. Uh, it, there's no news on what the plot will be. This, these could take place before the events of Infinity War. They could take place after 
I think Marvel's really kind of keeping all this a secret until Avengers uh, 4 has been released. So we should get more at D23. Do not expect these series to be ready for the streaming service in 2019 because uh, they're not going to be ready. They're not going to start filming these for another year at least. Um, but an, a, a more major announcement will come at D23. But it, it's interesting to... It's interesting that what they're doing for the streaming service, it, uh, I was about to say Kevin Feige, Bob Iger has always said that they are going big budget for the streaming service that is going to be yeah. comparable to theatrical budgets. Uh-huh. So doing Marvel streaming services is only going to get more fans involved. We were already sold on the streaming service with, you know, the live action remakes that are coming to the streaming service. Yep. The Monsters Inc. TV show, the Star Wars show. Uh, the uh, Disney content going onto a streaming service, but now you're adding rec- even uh, like Loki is a fan favorite Marvel character onto the streaming service. You're only putting more fans there. This is huge for the Disney streaming service. Do I care? Honestly, I I I I'm gonna watch it, but you know, a Loki series. Eh, I, what? I'd rather have a movie. That's blast. Oh, oh, a series. Oh, you can explore. Really? He is one of the most nuanced characters that, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and to give him and I, six hours, give him oh. six episodes, an hour each. Genius, freaking no, you, genius. You are you are one hundred percent correct. He is one of the most nuanced characters with a lot of heart. Believe it or not, behind yep, yep. a dark side. Yep. This if you want to tell a story about Loki, you give me a theatrical movie. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want a six to eight episode series but, on yeah, Loki but, set before Avengers. But what, like, what is what 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 is Marvel doing now? And Disney just doing because they've got they got the Star Wars fans signed signed in for the um, streaming service. They got the hardcore Disney fans, you know, and the live action fans uh, in the streaming service. They got the Pixar fans in the streaming service. Now they've just grabbed onto the Marvel fans, and you take your. The character that your strongest character who will get the best response, Loki, and then he put Scarlet Witch in there. I think it's genius on their part, and just to be able to, to do that, do these little mini series um, on the streaming service, which are probably quality wise going to be way better than your, you know, your uh, Netflix series. Your Netflix series, the Netflix ABCs. series were okay. I really, you know, Agents of Shield, I liked until end of season two, and then season three got really weird and just like okay. But apparently now with everything going on in the cosmic Marvel universe, they're going to tie everything back in with the scrolls and everything. I don't know, but this is genius because we want to like we want a Hawkeye origin film. We're not going to get that, but we can get a Hawkeye origin six episode miniseries. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, this I is, think you could tell a a Jack Ryan style Hawkeye oh, series. That'd be amazing. Jack Ryan, if you haven't seen Jack Ryan the series, watch it. Watch it. it. Really I just good. I just finished it. It's amazing. But think I of a Hawkeye uh, yeah. a Hawkeye series just like that, and you can introduce Bucky in it. You could put you know oh, yeah. uh, Black Widow in it. That'd be that'd be great. Like, and then we can find out what happened in Budapest. Yeah, yeah, that's I'd be cool with that. That's something I'd be and I'd be you know what else I'd be cool with? I'd be cool with a Miles Morales Spider-Man series, mm-hmm. like tell these sides these with these side characters. I just think Loki is the wrong I'd be okay with Scarlet Witch. I Loki is just different to me. I think it's a power play. I do. And because two reasons. He, you can do so much in six hours with Loki. There's so much rich story. The, mm-hmm. One of the best stories you can tell because there's so much stuff you can get into there. And, and it's a fan favorite. Loki is a fan favorite. And let's just be honest. Spoilers. I don't think he's really dead. So it may. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he's that's. Really dead. 
See, I, if he if he's not really dead, I think I, these series have to be a, before Avengers Infinity War. Probably, I don't, probably. I'm not buying a Loki series after Avengers Four. Like, I can't buy into it. Yeah, what if it's um, before Thor, the, the last Thor movie, during that time where he's ruling Asgard as Odin and the conflict that's going on? Okay, then it needs to be a sketch comedy series with Loki. <laughs> with and Matt Damon. To, with Matt Damon. Yes, thank you. Okay, yes. That, <laughs> I'd be cool at that, like a like a sketch series. Uh, like, I don't want nothing serious set between Ragnarok and the Dark World. That's just weird to me. Now, with the Scar, <laughs> the Scar and the Witch series, are you going to get a lot of Quick, is Quicksilver going to return for this? Have we heard anything about that? Like I said, I'm going to wait till Avengers 4 mm. because, like, anything can happen in, in Avengers 4 with the time ha, stone. Have, you, have and, you heard anything amongst the, the, the talking people? No. Okay. Not on, not on Quicksilver or Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't think he comes back to life. I think once uh, the X-Men, which, God forbid, they're, they're crazy right now. But they're, when their Quicksilver was, like, their shining star, I think Marvel kind of said, you know what? Yeah, let's get rid of our Quicksilver. Yeah. He's not as good. Which, the, um, which let's, let's, let's remember, X-Men will eventually be wrapped into the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. Like, it's going to happen. Just not soon. Not soon. Like, Phase 7. But it gives I, us a lot more. It means this storyline can go on for a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. I just don't see how you do a Loki series without Thor. Like, Loki works with Thor. Loki does not work by himself. And that's and, and that's why you get the when he's on Asgard, when Thor is gone, you, and he's, that, you get that's, his brother. You get Luke Hemsworth playing Thor. Ex- well, no, you no, you, you know, yeah, I mean, you, and you get Matt Damon coming in there too, and it's great. And you know, it's crazy hijinks, and you know, you get a laugh track in there, and everything. It'd be awesome. Anyways, <laughs> we can go on forever about this. More Marvel news. Moving into the Marvel cosmicness, we're gonna get an Eternals. Is it a film now? We're getting. We're know? getting Eternals film. This was reported, um, probably close to a year ago, right now, yeah, by yeah. A, a friend of ours. His name's Jeremy Conrad. He is the uh, editor in chief of MCU Cosmic, which is a a Marvel based uh, website. He reported that Eternals was going to be a part of Phase Four. Uh, very likely going to be introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy, very small, um, and then kind of branched off into their own film. Now with all the turmoil around Guardians of the Galaxy, it looks like Disney's getting ready to move forward with the Eternals as they have indie director Chloe Zhao uh, Hmm. in the director's chair. Uh, She did a very interesting move there. Yeah, she's going to direct the writer, or she did direct the writer, which... It is a critically acclaimed film, indie film. So the Marvel Studios saw something in Chloe Zhao because she was one of the finalists for the Black Widow movie uh, um, yeah. before Kate Shortland got it. So Marvel Studios said, you know what? You may not be right for Black Widow, but you might be awesome for Eternals. So they brought her back for uh, the Eternals. It looks like they signed her. Um, it, the uh, Hollywood Reporter is saying that this will be one of the aspects of the story will be a love story between Icarus, Icarus, I think it's Icarus, Icarus. excuse me, Icarus, a man fueled by cosmic energy and Circe who relishes moving amongst humans. Uh, 
this is going to be a diverse cast, so getting a diverse director is awesome to see here. A f- this is Marvel's second female director. Uh, well, third, but, you know, Anna Bowden, who's working on Captain Marvel, she's teamed up with her directing partner, Ryan Fleck. But mm-hmm. this is the second female to have her own uh, film franchise uh, to herself. So, you know, good for Marvel Studios. I don't know too much about the Eternals. Uh, this is what I found. Um, the Eternals are a race of superhumans described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. The original instigators of this process, the alien celestials, intended the Eternals to be the defenders of Earth, which leads to the inevitable war against destructive counterparts called the Deviants. So this kind of reminds me of a more classical Guardians of the Galaxy. Like yep, I, I, yep. This could be set thousands of years uh in the past this could be set today there's this is going to be very cosmic and i think with the success of thor ragnarok and the guardians of the galaxy films going to the cosmos was the next big thing for marvel absolutely absolutely so i'll have to just wait and see you know good for disney good for chloe zell congratulations yeah and people keep saying oh where is where is the marvel cinematic universe going to go after this next you know avengers 4 here there's so much stinking material. And then you add on top of the fact that they have, you know, all of the, the Fox properties back in the House of Mouse. It's the, you, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will go on. My, my kids will be graduating from college and seeing premieres of Marvel Cinematic Universe films. This thing is just Kevin Feige will be like the next Stan Lee. He'll be like 98 years old, you know, showing up in films, you know randomly like stanley does this this thing i just unless the quality goes down which the quality keeps getting better um i don't see this and there's so much source material i don't see this thing go anywhere anytime soon that's just me totally agree super excited though yes yes and we can talk about marvel forever but lady and the tramp what do we know the live action which is kind of weird to say live action because it's talking dogs but what do you do we exclusively received our first look at Lady from Lady in the Tramp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we shared it with you on Saturday. Usually we don't post a lot of news on the weekend, but you know what? You guys deserve a weekend treat. We wanted we, we to had, get it to we you. We had to get a jump on Nerdist, you know, because now they're reporting what we say. Yeah, so first look at Lady. She looks adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw two shots of Lady, one from behind, one of kind of her just standing there, but she looks great. Yep. You know, Cocker Spaniel. Um, filming is taking place right now in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, it's going to be a period piece, uh, very kind of basically set during the animated film, early 1900s. Uh, I assume the 19, the roaring 1920s, maybe late 1910s. Um, the the set photos look fantastic. If you go to the Diz Insider on Instagram, we also posted a photo of Tony's, uh, the classic Italian restaurant. Uh, so yeah, go check those out. On, <laughs> go check that out on uh, Instagram. Giving the Instagram a good old plug. Uh, what do you think of the image? Really, it's just a it's it's a dog, but there's it's so a, much. It's, it's a lady. It's lady. It's a dog. It looks good, and uh, I mean I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to the streaming service and this kind of stuff we want to see going to the streaming service. I just hope it's not like I have a fear of this talking dogs, live action, or like air buddies. That's my fear. 
with that said, I, my kids love the Air Buddies. You know, Air Buddies celebrate, you know, graduating high school. Air Buddies do Halloween. Air Buddies, you know, win the baseball game, you know, on the Disney Channel. So it'll do well. I I agree. I think what's uh, here's here's what what could happen. You got good talent. You got a good cast behind it. You know, with Tessa Thompson, Justin Theroux. Amazing cast for a movie like this. Jesse Clemens. Yeah, great, great. Absolutely. I totally agree. It could be as bad as, like you're saying, a Beverly Hills Chihuahua or an Airbud, Or it could be as good with the budget they have. It could be as good as the Jungle Book in terms of talking animals. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now that we've seen some set photos, we've already seen some of the Jack Russell Terriers and Cocker Spaniels now. Now we know that the CGI will be for animating the talking for the the canines and felines. Um, yeah, it's either going to be as good as Jungle Book or as bad as Beverly Hills Chihuahua. I hope it's Jungle Book, but we will have to wait and see. Yes, yes. With that said, I just want to point something out. You, uh, we got this exclusive here. You, you've been getting some attention lately, Skylar, for, for some exclusives. And we have, I mean, this is your work you're doing here. Some major so, you know, outlets reporting what you have broke onto the internet. How is that? How's it going with the Disney Center right now with you? You breaking these stories and Nerdist and like other other platforms are like, hey, oh, crud, uh, they got the jump on us. Uh, what's going through your mind right now, dude? I. I mean, it's weird. When that story on Nerdist broke, I remember I was on, I was on my TV and I saw the story pop up on YouTube. I'm like, what? Do they know? And I played it on my TV. I'm like, oh my gosh. And they had the screenshot and I immediately, I'm getting on Twitter to the rest of the writers and I'm texting you and your phone's blowing up and like, like, what does that do to you, man? Like, you, you made it. Or you're I, was watch- I was watching like Netflix or something. I was relaxing and I, I wasn't looking at my phone and then I look at my phone and I see it. I see a bunch of text messages from you and like, did you get online yet? Have you been online? And I get on Twitter and my Twitter is going nuts and there it is, Nerdist. And I'm like, oh my God, all right, Andy, I call you, I tell you. And then I watch the video and thank you, Nerdist, for uh, checking out the website. Uh, uh, keep checking it out. We love you guys. So hopefully you start to love us. Um, you know, it's I, I, it's a team effort. I think we have a, a good amount of writers. We share. I, I like to share the stories with the writers before going posting, so they know what to expect. Um, it's a team effort. There's there's a lot of people at other websites that I could thank, but it's a huge long list. Um, you know, it's it's a team. It's a team effort. And when I see that stuff, it makes me feel good that you know people are checking the site out. They're either enjoying it or they're at least looking at the site and um we have so much in the works right now lots of stuff going on behind the scenes with the website and the podcast i'm so excited for um but yeah it's great and anyone that's checked out our stories that's listening to the show right now i i appreciate it i thank you and we hope you guys keep coming back uh, enjoying the stories comment engaging with us and all that good stuff so yeah it felt good sweet and with that said guys Make sure you're following us on all the various social media networks. You can follow the Dcast uh, at the Dcast on Twitter or at the underscore Dcast on Instagram. But more than likely, you probably want to follow at the Diz Insider. Go to thedizinsider.com for all the latest in Disney Pixar Marvel Star Wars news from our talented team of writers. And, of course, Skylar writes in there several times a week. You will get exclusive Disney content that you will not get anywhere else. 
and then we'll come on the show and we'll talk about it. I mean, other shows, other Disney shows literally use that website to decide what they're going to report on the next week. So, I mean, then we're a part of that. So that's just stinking cool. And Scott, you built something awesome here. So also, if you are not, if you have not reviewed us on the iTunes, make sure you go on iTunes. We haven't gotten a review since June. I understand the summer we have a big lull there. Make sure you go on iTunes. Leave us a review. We got some people leaving stars, and that's great. But a written review, and if you read, if you write a review on iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, we will read it and we'll shout you out online. And uh, the Dis Insider has a uh, a Patreon now, don't we? We have Patreon. Yeah, we have a we have a Patreon that uh, Andy's kind of worked on. We want to start retooling it. Yes, yes. So if you want, I'm going to talk to Andy about more more on the rewards here. Uh, hopefully, maybe the next episode we'll talk about the rewards mm-hmm. we want to do, but. So- we already have some I, Patreons on there, so. Yeah, I, and we, we need to start, you know, rolling out some new content for them. It, Patreon is only going to help us make this show and the website better. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we want to give you guys the best content, the best audio quality, the best video quality, and the best website that you guys can uh, enjoy. And, you know, we we have a lot of con- uh, a lot of perks for the Patreons coming up. So if you love Disney, you love Marvel, you love Star Wars, you love Pixar or the Muppets, uh, you know, join the Patreon, sign up for Patreon, help us out and get ready for some big rewards that we're going to, you know, announce here pretty soon, because I think you guys are really going to like it. Yes, yes, yes. And also, if you like just discussing things, we have a Facebook group for the Diz Insider. I would love to see that thing get blown up. We have a 45, 50 people in there. If you don't like to talk, I, I would love to see more people talking in there. So get on there. You just have to request. And if we make sure you're not some Russian bot, you know, trying to hack our system, we'll let you in and you can talk to your heart's content about all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. With that said, Skyler, where can people reach you on the interwebs? You can find me at my high school Twitter handle, Skyler <laughs> HXC. Uh, you know, follow me. I love talking to you guys on social media. Like Andy said, Follow the Diz Insider and the Dcast. Get us those five star reviews. Join the Patreon. Everything. It's all going to be on the article at thedizinsider.com. And uh, yeah, Andy, thank you so much for continuing to be here. I can't wait to uh, work on more content for the site and the podcast with you going forward. Blowing up is blowing up. And you can, of course, reach me at Andy Herndon, all the various social media networks. My high school handle, I don't think, no, they didn't have Twitter when I was in high school. My high school, my handle, my AOL <laughs> handle my, for high school. Your, your instant messenger. My AIM was the Andy Man Can 777. So I think that might be active <laughs> still. I don't know. Uh, switch your Twitter handle to that, the no, Andy Man Can. It was for uh, a while. It was for a while. I will, I will make your profile picture Willy Wonka. That no, would be it, fantastic. It was Actually, my first Twitter handle was the Andy, the Andy Man Can, uh, just straight up the Andy Man Can. But um, I wanted I, about a year into that, I switched to at Andy Herndon because I didn't want somebody else. There's about seven other Andy Herndons out there in the United States, and I didn't want them. I went on this this spree of like AndyHernan.com, AndyHernan.net, all this stuff, buying it all up because I didn't want my name, you know, being associated with somebody else. So I went. Oh, you know, that's funny. Every that's why every new fledgling social media network, even to you know, you're even when you're against it, I get on there and claim my name in case it blows up. So I have my name. Um, as my username, so oh, that's so funny. That's just me, but you can reach me at, at Andy Herndon on all the various social media networks. Um, and yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We enjoy talking all these things with you each and every week for the last five years. And make sure you go on the DisneyInsider.com for the latest in Disney Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars news. With that, you have been listening to 
The Decast. 